Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisida Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. episode of disclaimers aside in today's episode we have a very exciting conversation between me and one of my other cousins who was visiting california from kentucky this was his first time visiting california so it was really exciting because this trip has been a decade in the making abdullah is one of my cousins that moved from mauritania when he was very very young And we used to go visit his family like every summer when we lived in Illinois, we would drive from Illinois to Kentucky because that area like Kentucky, Cincinnati, Ohio is the area. It's literally little Mauritania, as I like to say. But today's episode is very interesting because I feel like Abdullahi definitely has a perspective that is kind of unique. He made some non-traditional, unorthodox decisions um, when it came to his plans after high school. And I think that representation is important, right? We see these big business decisions being made by huge, famous content creators, and it seems like a lot of these paths are very difficult or rare but it's important to see how these decisions can be made by everyday run-of-the-mill average americans so i hope that you guys gain something from this episode whether it's advice if you're trying to become an entrepreneur yourself or if you're just a little bit hesitant about a risk or a choice that you have to make so with that let's go ahead and dive into today's episode welcome to the podcast great to be here great to be here so how are you doing this week? Doing pretty good, enjoying Cali, living life. And would you say California has met your expectations or? Uh, definitely so. You know, it's been kind of rainy though, so we missed out on some of the good stuff, but no, it's been good so far. No, it's interesting because it's funny because the one week that you guys came, it started raining. Yeah. It's, it's like you guys brought the rainy weather with you guys. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Kentucky's like so up and down with the weather, so like bipolar and just coming here feel like we brought it with us. No, honestly. So today I'm here with a special guest. This is my first family member that is on the podcast. So welcome to the podcast. I'm here today with Abdullah Ba. He is my one of my younger cousins by a couple months. <laughs> Before we get into some of the interview questions and just a little bit about yourself and stuff like that, I want to start off with some polls that I put together. These are going to be like this or that polls. Um, first one is East Coast or West Coast? Uh, definitely East Coast. Uh, the West Coast is cool and all, but there's way more to do in the East Coast, I feel. Really? Yes. How so? See, well, the East Coast, you got... Let's see, Myrtle Beach, you got all of Florida, you got New York, you got Boston, Maine, Massachusetts, all that stuff, good stuff. I mean, feel like in the West Coast, really, all you have really is like California. That's true, that's true. When I think about the West Coast, I would say, yeah, as, as you said, all there is is California. And California is a big state, but on the East Coast, there is a lot more. So I kind of agree with that one. The next one is YouTube or TikTok. Definitely a YouTube guy. Really? Um, yeah, I enjoy a lot of YouTube videos. I enjoy um, 
a lot of different accounts. Uh, I watch podcasts from you know million dollars worth of game from one of my favorites, Undisputed, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. It's really cool. I just found that out a couple two days two days ago or so. So yeah. Yeah, his videos are really good. I haven't listened to his podcast because I honestly didn't know he had a podcast, but I've seen his videos and I also know he wrote a book as well. Next one is morning person or night person? Definitely a night person. Uh, really not a fan of the morning. Not a fan of coffee. Not a fan of that. You don't like coffee? Nah, I'm, oh caffeine God. makes me sweat. It's, it's a weird thing that I have. Uh, just don't like it. I would say I'm also a night person mm. because I feel like I'm way more productive at night. Yeah, everything looks better at night too, so. Next one is hot or iced coffee. Uh, it's hard, but I definitely say iced. I enjoy iced coffee way more than hot coffee. At least you can drink that. I agree, I agree. Yeah. And then the last one is Marvel or DC? Definitely Marvel. Uh, big, I agree. Big Spider-Man guy, big uh, Avengers guy, big on all that. I just feel like Marvel has a lot more to offer than DC. Yeah, and I feel like DC's characters are really, um, just like, they're they're not the same quality as Marvel characters, you know. Marvel, I just enjoy Marvel movies way better. I feel like they're produced at a way higher rate and way better quality than DC movies. Also, one thing my uncle said, one of my un other uncles who also likes watching, like, those movies, he said that with DC, like, the characters are a lot more realistic I mean, sorry, Marvel, the characters are, are a lot more realistic. Whereas DC, like Superman and Wonder Woman and all the DC characters, all all of the DC heroes, they're just, their powers are not as realistic. Kind of how I look at it is like, it's like Marvel's like Apple for me and then like... DC's like Android. Samsung. <laughs> Android, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, so give a two minute elevator pitch about yourself. Give the audience kind of a little bit of a background on who you are. Alright, so I'm Abdoba, obviously. Um, Abdullah, but I go by Abdo a lot. I grew up in Northern Kentucky. I played football there. I went to high school in Boone County High School, if anybody knows where that is. But uh, Sean Alexander is an alumni high school, so if you know Sean Alexander, then. Who's Sean Alexander? Uh, he's a former NFL MVP, 2005 NFL MVP. Wow. Yeah, so, pretty cool, but yeah, I was a um, big football guy. I played basketball too. It was really big in the sports I played. I had track one year, three sport athlete one year. Yep. Uh, now I'm into um, a business idea, and I'm working for this company called Poseidon's Pizza Company, <clears throat> and it's just a startup for now. But I've been getting into, you know, trying to get into real estate. You know, trying to get get back into school. I missed school. I was out for about two years, so. You miss school? Yeah, yeah. I miss I miss just like the responsibility of, you know, having to do homework and then the satisfaction of doing it and, you know, satisfaction of having good grades. So That's true. I think school does bring a lot of structure to your life. It definitely does. So disclaimers aside, what is one unpopular opinion you have? Oh, one unpopular could be a, opinion? It literally could be about anything. I don't like anime. That's a, What do you mean you don't like anime? That's a popular thing. Uh, I don't like... I don't like anime in general, like, I don't like the car, I don't like the way it looks, I don't like the way they, you know, the shows are, it's just really, like, weird But you've seen a couple, right? Yeah, I've seen Naruto, I mean, Naruto's really big, though, so, like, you're, you're bound to hear about or watch Naruto at some point in your life growing up in our generation, but all the other stuff, like Attack on Titans. You don't like Attack stuff, on Titan? No. 
Okay, but have you kept up with Attack on Titan? I watched a couple episodes when we were all in D.C. When we all um, were there, yeah, and I did not like it at all. Wow. That's insane. Like, Attack on Titan, I'm not the biggest person into anime, but Attack on Titan is my favorite anime out there. And I don't know, I haven't met a lot of people that don't like Attack on Titan, which is crazy to me. But honestly, my my perspective on anime is I feel like it's actually getting more popular now, but I think for the longest time it wasn't as popular. And I think part of the reason why it is so popular now is because of TikTok. Honestly, TikTok is primarily like what sets a lot of trends these days. Yeah. So let's talk about your background, where you were born, where, how you grew up, where you're from. Okay, so I was born in now show to Mauritania. Half the uh, time I forget this, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I was a, I was really the only one of us American cousins that live in the U.S. that were born in um, Mauritania. But I was born in Sheikh Zaid Hospital in Mauritania. Sheikh Zaid? Wait, yeah. where is that? Is that in Waqshat? It's, yeah, it's actually like about five minutes from Hidba, our, our house in, um, uh, where is it? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Yep, our house in Tennessee, man. Um, Yep, I moved to Kentucky when I was four. You know, I went to school here, and then I moved up to Chicago for like six months. That's right, that's I right. I lived with you guys for like six months, and I came back down. I uh, went to um, Ackerman Middle School, yeah, which was, a, at the time, was probably one of the better middle schools in the state. Super dope school, wow. you know. And um, then I moved on to Boone County. But before all that, um, I really grew up in like a... Like, a very, very cultural, like, neighborhood. Like, it was, you know, Hispanics, Asians, you know, white people, black people. But we really, like, all got along. And, like, I got a lot of, like, you know, like, uncomfortable situations. And a lot of, like, you know, crazy stuff that went down there to make me, like, kind of, like, comfortable now in those situations. And, like, you know, I now I understand everybody from perspective. You know, I'm good with all kinds of people, you know. I, I, I'm not, a, I don't hate anybody you know i'm really big on like love if you if you can hate on people uh just as much as you um love people then the world would be really different place so i think also i think your family grew up in a really cool spot because i feel like the area that you guys grew up in and like even live now it has a lot of mauritanian people like i look at you know kentucky cincinnati mm-hmm. that tri-state areas like little mauritania definitely definitely and so even when we were younger, we would, when we used to live in Illinois, we used to every summer go and visit you guys mm-hmm. over in Kentucky because that's where a lot of Mauritanians are. Mm-hmm. So it is a really cool place to be in. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Mauritania is like, I mean, it's, it's, Northern Kentucky is definitely like little Mauritania. The capital outside of the country, that's definitely where it is. Um, there's really, um... Michigan, too. There's a lot of Mauritanians in Michigan up there. Oh, really? Yep. Dearborn, really big there. Um, I know Dearborn has a lot of Muslims. That's what I've yeah, heard. Yeah, yep. They're a big Muslim community up there. What was one of your favorite childhood memories? Definitely um, playing playing manhunt in the night with my friends in the neighborhood. You know, out to like 2 a.m. We're just running around, you know, trying to catch each other. Definitely like summer nights. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember one summer... It was it was after we had moved to California, but we went to visit you guys for like a month, and I think it was like 2010. But it was the summer we were watching Cake Boss like every single day. 
That was, oh my god, iconic. Yeah. We nah. used to watch Cake Boss like it was, I don't even know what. Uh, we were obsessed with Cake Boss. Every, Every day. day. We'd wake up, everybody meet in the living room. Yes. We'd sit there and we'd watch Cake Boss. And I'm pretty sure we finished that whole show that time. But yeah, I was addicted to Cake Boss for a while. You know, I, tr- I tried to go on the website, order some cannolis. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you can get them shipped, but... I don't know if I really trust, you know, getting the shipping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you mentioned that you played a lot of sports in high school. What sports did you play in high school? Uh, I played basketball my freshman year. Uh, Now I really like after basketball, I really focused on football because I played football my freshman year as well. And then um, after that, sophomore, junior and senior year, I was really like just focused football, 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 football. And then sophomore year, I did track in the um, offseason to help me out you know, for football, but everything was, like, you know, centered around football, and Kentucky's, like, really big football state. It's like, really? Yeah, I mean, it's not, nothing like Texas. Yeah, of like, course. Texas is crazy with high school football, but, you know, Kentucky's pretty big, you know, it's important. And our school wasn't really, like, the best, like, school athletes-wise, like, we didn't really recruit, we didn't have that many, like, big-time athletes that came out of, we were really, really just, um, bunch of normal kids who just you know love football so would you say football was your favorite sport i'm assuming oh most definitely football was easily hands down my favorite sport i still follow it to the grand so this day and why would you say you chose to focus on football towards the end of high school out, out of all the sports that you played uh probably i was definitely the best at football and you know i was already i was having some talking to some college recruiters and you know it was just like a really exciting time football being kicked up like that and then we had like our senior year we had um got a new head coach and that's really what we were waiting for because like there was a whole controversy with our head coach you know should it should he be our head coach the first three years that we went there that I went there um between 2016 and 2020 and then we finally got um approved coach and a, a really well qualified coach and you know we we enjoyed his time there but you know, you still miss it, though. I'm sure. Okay, this is not one of the questions that I wrote down, but how accurate would you say all like a show like All American is to actual football, like playing football in high school? All American? Wow. I mean, <clears throat> the routes. You know, some of the football moves on All American are just like ridiculous. They're, like, really? The worst. Because it's like it's just like so terrible. You know, you feel like it, if it's gonna be a show. You know, you budget well enough to have, like, you know, people who can, like, actually, you know, mimic a football player. But I'm disappointed in the way they pursue a football player. And even, like, the stadiums, the jerseys, like, everything is just, like, not good. Not the same. Is it glamorized, you would say, or? It's it's under-glamorized. Oh, wow. Yeah. High school football is such a sacred thing. Like, it's, like, Friday Night Lights... If, okay. if to the right people or it's like you know it's heaven so like people take football very seriously especially in yeah. kentucky i'm sure especially i mean even here in california like i follow mission Vejo, all of them long really beach, long beach poly yeah yep um oaks christian a lot of the schools you know that come out of here that produce big time talent you know that go out to the sec pac-12 players <laughs> That's really interesting because I would say my high school was, our team was terrible. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I think it got a little bit better, but when I was in high school, the freshman team, for example, there were no tryouts. Like you just signed up and you could join. At one point we had a girl playing on the team. 
I think my sophomore year of high school. We had a girl on our team. Really? How long did she last? She, she. I mean, I give her respect because she, she tried and she. It's she hard, lasted right? a while, yeah. You know, she was competing with some like you know grown, grown ass men. Like, yeah, she's hitting and you know getting into drills with them. And but you know, I feel like she, she felt like she was already at an unfair spot. You know, because uh, she was a girl and you know football. And, you know how that is, the tendencies from like being a man and then playing football and then being a girl. You're not really going to get that much of an opportunity, you know, just from like that perspective. So, so what was your experience um, being black and Muslim in Kentucky? Did you feel like you experienced any microaggressions or even blatant racism growing up there? I've definitely experienced um, racism in part of my life, you know. I've I've always been that that kind of guy though that's like I've always like stood up for myself. I've never let anything you know go past. I wouldn't say I'm a troublemaker or anything like that, but like if you're gonna if you're gonna like run your mouth to me, you just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back like with with the correct things to do. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm not gonna hit you or nothing. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a lesson. No, I agree. I think it's definitely important to stand up for yourself, especially in those contexts. What would you say were the biggest challenges of playing football? as a whole. It was just really like changing the culture at our school. Our school is so like rich in history with football. You know, we have we had many state titles in like the nineties and we're a powerhouse, absolute powerhouse school in like the East Coast, the eastern area period. And you know, like starting into the two thousands, you know, our quality went way down, you know. We were probably one of the worst schools around the area at that time. We were we weren't winning much games, maybe one game a year, averaging like two two wins a game a year till all the way up until like 2000, 2016 when I got there. I was a freshman and they had a two-win season. Once I got to senior year, we were all the way up until like a five-win program. But, you know, changing that culture was really hard because, you know, we had people messing around. You know, people never took football seriously. There was, there was a group of, you know, like five that took us took it seriously we'd work every day in the summer we prepare for it you know we were the leaders we'd lead like all that and you know it, it, it kind of sucked to see like some people just not give it all and you know especially when football is an all or nothing sport you know it's a team sport you, you have to give it all for your teammates not for you so that sucked but other than that then it was good it, it seems like a sport that really does demand a lot um, and you got injured your senior year of high school. Can you talk about what that experience was like and how that changed any of your plans? Some dirty k- kid from the other <laughs> team. <laughs> dirty kid? <laughs> Not like that, but, you know, he's just dirty. Uh, he, what happened was um, actually first, first game of the season, I was probably having the best game of my career all the way. I got hurt in second quarter, second quarter maybe uh, like 45 seconds left we were driving down the field and we we're about to score and we we're on like the I just received a handoff and we we're on like the eight yard line and then my teammate had his helmet ripped off and they like they were like stepping on his like hands and stuff with their cleats wait so like that had, wasn't a foul nah he got he got ejected so the game was already intense before that because we were all like you know and about to get into a fight and then like I felt my foot get you know tampered with at the bottom of the pile once I got tackled and then after that I just felt I felt a weird weird pain and then you know I really at first it really didn't hit me I tried to get up and then I, I couldn't get up and then 
I walked off on it maybe a little bit after like 10 minutes of on the ground. And then I went to the, I went into the locker room and then they checked me and they taped me up. And then I was supposed to go out and play in the second half, but you know, it was a close game and all, but as soon as I put that tape on, like my ankle just completely swelled up. Yeah. And it was a high ankle sprain. And then I was trying to rush back into it, you know, cause it's your senior season. You don't want to miss any games. Yeah. And then I, I, I definitely dressed the next week and, um, we were playing a Dunbar team which was pretty good from, you know, Southern California. We were trying, we were um, one and out at the time. We were trying to make a statement. You know, we were trying to come out the season undefeated at least the first five games or so. So, But we had Dunbar come up to us, and, um, yeah, and I dressed that game. I didn't play all game. Uh, I played the very last um, fourth quarter on the drive. It was it was um, 20, I think 27, like 22. And they had just gotten the ball with, like, you know, 45 seconds left or something like that, and... Coach needed me to go out there, but you know I tried to try to do something on my ankle, and I hurt it even more just by putting some weight on it. Basically, after that, I was really just done. Like my ankle was just done; it it couldn't it couldn't take anymore. And how would you say your injury like impacted any of your plans? Well, I was I met with Chattanooga University, University of Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. I was meeting with um couple local schools around there. Thomas Moore had offered me um, Kentucky Westland, Kentucky Christian. The first time I received any like recognition from a D1 program was Chattanooga, and they came up to they came up to high school one day while I was in class, and it was a complete surprise to me. I got called up to the office, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm in trouble." I said, like, "What did I do?" Like, yeah, trying to think about what I did before I even got in there, so I can like you know defend myself. <laughs> but and I walked in, and it was a Chattanooga coach and. He had saw me because our coach had posted our um, had posted our midnight madness game on his Facebook live, and you know he had he had uh, obviously some college recruiters on there, and they they had seen me and they liked my size and they liked my skill at my size, so they came up and talked to me and they said they were gonna follow me through the season, and if I played well, then they were gonna offer me, and then sadly, you know I got hurt with that high ankle sprain, so couldn't really play, so I didn't get that offer. And I had already had two torn labrums in my high school days. I've I had them since like sophomore year. What but, is that? So torn labrums is like um, it's like a sh- muscle in your shoulder, you know, that oh. keeps your shoulder in place from popping in and out. Okay. So my shoulder was consistently popping in and out. You know, when I played football, you just had to tough through it. And it's it's like a six seven month like recovery process. So I couldn't really ever take a break. You know, and, like, just get surgery and recover for six months. Because, you know, as soon as the football season ended, we were back to lifting in January. So, and the football season ended, like, the end of November. So, you get, like, one month off and then you're back at it. I see. So, senior year of high school, did you know you wanted to take a gap year? Or was it something that ended up happening because of the pandemic? I didn't think I wanted to take... Originally, going into senior year, my plans was to... You know, get an offer and then go to that school and play football. And then after the whole pandemic situation, I mean, I really got an opportunity to work for this, um, my friend's own company. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, once the school shut down, you know, I was really getting a lot of hours. I ended up proving myself and, you know, I've always felt like I was a good worker, a hard worker. And they really just noticed that. And then they, you know, they sat me down. They talked to me and they, they wanted to, um, 
you know, make something happen. So they gave me a management position and then, um, you know, offered me a piece of their business after about two, a uh, year and a half working with them. So, I mean, the pandemic wasn't, you know, terrible. I mean, there's good and there's bad about it, but I, I just see it as an experience. I 100% agree. I feel like, like, yes, the pandemic definitely affected so many people. It's had so many negative impacts. But I think it's a period of time that allowed a lot of people to explore avenues that they wouldn't have been able to explore if they hadn't had that opportunity. And I feel like it allowed a lot of people to go more of an entrepreneur route to explore some of those um, aspects of their lives. So there's definitely a good, bad and ugly aspect to it. And did you ever feel the pressure to go the more traditional route in terms of college? Uh, Yes, I felt the uh, pressure heavily because you know we're we're min- minorities. We come from you know third world country. You know the big the biggest thing is education, 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 education. You know that's always what's been pressed about me my whole life. But like no, like I I've never like I've always listened. Obviously, like I I understand where education can be. You know, obviously you need education in some degrees, but you can definitely make it out in the un- untraditional way. You can you can do anything you want as long as you're passionate about what you have you can be you can be the best in what you have you can be in the top percentage in the world of what you want to do it's just all about the passion and drive you have for it and what you know how hard will you work and how hard will you continue to work even when things aren't you know going your way but eventually you'll break you'll break open so i 100 percent agree with that i think that for a lot of us like a lot of us cousins that grew up here it's like our parents got here mm. because they like education was the only route yeah. out of poverty. Mm. So it's kind of ingrained from our parents that you need to work hard, that you need to be the best in school. And that's that's what the culture we were raised in. So, But I definitely agree that school is not necessarily for everyone. And there's a lot of value in it. But also, if you have the passion, if you're willing to put in the work, there are other ways to be successful. So you kind of already touched on um, how you got into entrepreneurship, but would you say this is something that you always saw, like a route you saw yourself taking, or was it just kind of like, it's it just happened? Okay, so I, I basically, you know, I wasn't best student, you know, I was like a, you know, B plus, maybe C, C plus kind of student, you know, I just didn't like value school like I wasn't like you know studying every day I was I was the type to go out you know go hang out with my friends go have fun but like just do you know some of the most minimum minimum work I could do you know obviously but I noticed I was I would have been better in entrepreneurship and you know because the way I was with people you know I, I could talk to all kinds of people I can interact with all kinds of people and I really I enjoy doing that and people would often enjoy me you know there's obviously some people that might not enjoy me but a lot of people I've noticed you know just like I'm good I'm good with conversation I'm good with social I'm good with like you know just just getting stuff done so I always felt like uh entrepreneurship whether it didn't work out or not I felt like the experience would be just completely worth it I mean I can get some experience under my belt I can learn how to run a business I can do that and then if I really want to I can go back to school you know get my degree and then boom I already know how to do a business I have experience you know I'm I'm already set up for a job right away outside of you know college instead of it being the other way around where you know you get your degree and then all of a sudden people don't want to hire you because you have no experience and 
you know, you need that experience to build. So I felt like it could have been a win-win situation for me, at least for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that something that we forget as a society is that school and like education, the way it's set up in America, it's set up to kind of test one type of learner. Like literally my dad was just Mm -hmm. talking about this to us. Schools don't really work well for other like more artistic or non-conventional types of learning and education but I think something that is really important that you kind of touched on also is like getting experience as much as possible because even if you go to college and you get a degree you're not going to get hired if you don't do any internships if you don't build your resume and like actually build skills that like employers want to see so I can't stress how important enough it is even if you are going to university and pursuing a bachelor's, bachelor's degree to really invest in extracurricular experiences and internships to help build that and what would you say is your biggest advice for someone who is looking to become an entrepreneur honestly i would really say it's just like be prepared to take a risk you know you have to take a risk because i took a risk you know going behind what my family wanted me to do you know just ultimately deciding that you know what you know i'm gonna do this and i'll see how this goes and no but really you have to like you have to work hard. Like as in football, we'd say if you're a defensive back, you you have to have like a you have to have a big brain, but you have to forget things easily. So you know you can't remember about the last play. You you gotta move on. That's the same thing with entrepreneurship. You know, to find out if a business is successful or not, it's the first like five years. Usually businesses could die easily. You could do, be doing so well, and then you know the fourth year you just have a terrible year and you just completely die. You have to have that positive mindset to keep going every day and you know just really keep pushing what would you say is the hardest aspect of your job i would definitely say the hardest aspect of my job is definitely you know not being able to um communicate and reach out to people the way i want to you know i'm in the store a lot so you know i'm busy making stuff i'm busy you know managing I'd, i'd really like to um you know, push out more in marketing, you know, talk to people face to face, you know, get them excited a little bit, get them, you know, understand that like, we love our community and we want our community, we want to help our community just as much, you know, as they want to buy food from us or, or, you know, help support us, you know, the biggest thing you can do for your business is help your community because I promise your community will give back to you. I completely agree with that. And what would you say is the most rewarding aspect of your job? (laughs) I would definitely say, you know, the money. But, you know, I'm a money-driven kind of guy, but it's not like, it's not the world for me. But definitely, it is nice to have money. Definitely, it would save money. All right. And how has the pandemic impacted your job? I know you said that you kind of got started during the pandemic, but are there any ways in which it especially impacted becoming an entrepreneur? So COVID was the biggest positive for our business. Our business skyrocketed, you know, sales went up almost like 100%. We were making like at our, you know, pizza stores, honestly, our average pizza store makes like 36, 36 to $40,000 a year. And that's just off profit sales. We were doing close to 150000 a month. Wow. Which is insane because you were making, we were making around fifty, sixty thousand dollars of profit a month on just a store. And the other is, you know, obviously payroll. You know, you got to get the food, you got to get the food orders and stuff, and you got to get all that. But definitely the pandemic was a blessing for our business. You know, 
really made us pop in our area. And we opened our store in 2019. That was the first store we had, and now we have four stores, and it is just 2020, about to be 2022, 2021. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how the pandemic impacts different like career avenues, because obviously for a lot of people they suffered from it, but in some ways the pandemic helps certain business ventures with the pandemic and with everyone being at home so much like people do want to go order food out and people do want to invest and support small businesses especially small and local businesses because those are the, the people that are i would say impacted the most what have you learned from becoming an entrepreneur uh really just learning like learning that the customers Customers are the biggest thing, you know. The customer's always right, you know that saying, mm-hmm. essentially. And it is true, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do to make your customers happy, your consumers happy. And um, whether you like it or not, I mean, it's just something that has to be done. Uh, you know, you can disagree with a person 100%, but, and you know, you some days you might even get cussed out. You might even get yelled at, you know. And you just want to, like, you know, hey, F off, you know, F you. Like, leave me alone. But you just got to... You know, you got to handle it with a mature mature attitude and you just got to come to a resolution always. That's true. You have to use the the Michelle Obama, when they go low, you go high. Exactly. Yeah, because I used to work as a barista for like two and a half years and that was the number one thing that was always said by management is like the customer is always right. But it is important because at the end of the day, like the customers are the ones that are making all of this happen. Yeah. So you gotta be really appreciative of them, you know. Even though they give you a hard, hard time sometimes, you you gotta appreciate their business. So you might not have a clear answer to this, but in any sense, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself being free, you know. And what I mean by that is, just like being able to do what I want, like you know, travel, you know, go do things that I want to do, you know, not have much responsibility. You know, I don't plan on getting like married, having kids anytime soon. I don't plan on getting, like, having kids at all. You know, if that happens, that happens. That that means I'm at the right person. But really, honestly, it's just about living worth, like, trying to live a life worth living, you know? Wanting to see everything. Just wanting to have, like, great experiences, you know, that I can come back and tell people, you know, about. And where can people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me at abdo.ba19 on Instagram. You know, Abdo Xba, no spaces on Snapchat and on Twitter. Yep. And on Twitter. Yep, yep. Okay. Twitter. We'll have all of the links to these in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll be able to re-record in five years and do a little check-in. Oh yeah, most definitely we'll make it happen. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to follow Abdullah on all of his other social media handles and any of the relevant links mentioned in today's episode i would love to hear any feedback you guys have so make sure to rate and review this podcast if you have the apple podcast app you can go ahead and leave a review and as usual i will be sharing kind reviews over on the podcast instagram weekly so if you're not also following the podcast instagram what are you doing follow to join the community It is going to be at disclaimers aside on Instagram, and I'll have the link to the podcast Instagram as usual in the show notes as well. If you're not already, subscribe and share this podcast to someone that you think would benefit from this conversation. I look forward to chatting with you all next time. Bye.